and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pick out a movie, give it a rewatch, and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade, and welcome back. You watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? I'm joined today by Anne. Hello! Hello! I'm so excited. Your chosen movie is The Lost Boys 1987, the IMDb breakdown. After moving to a new town, two brothers discover that the area is a haven for vampires. Why this film? (gasps) Well, (laughs) I think this film... Well, first of all, this film came out when I was 16. Oh my God, ideal. I'm going to really reveal my age. (laughs) I don't know if I regret that already. Um, But this film, when it came out, it immediately struck me as being different. Mm. Different to all all the other films that I'd seen that were aimed at at me, at a a, a teenage girl. it um, it was slightly rebellious, and that's what I loved about it. Such a good word for it. And it was sexy and cool. And I did feel, because where I grew up in um, in Northumberland, mm-hmm. in a very sort of villagey place um, that was quite a little bit like Suffolk actually, mm-hmm. um, and. You, Generally, when everyone was obsessed with girls and boys, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, sort of every, that that sort of time. Yeah, you know, you're 16. It's all about who you fancy, mm-hmm. and I would say, <laughs> say generally, you either went for if you, if you were into boys, you either went for the cute ones, uh-huh. or you went for the uh, the sort of the rock, yeah, the sort of gothic um, uh-huh. indie boys. Mm-hmm. And the Lost Boys uh-huh. had something for everyone. So true. And I kind of fancied all of them. Yes. At different stages. Oh, yeah. Depending on my mood. <laughs> so I'm, I've got to say, this is all about who you fancied. Yeah. And it was very much, um, it was full of extremely attractive people. Um, you've got Jason Patrick, who's your classic sort of chiseled cute guy. So chiseled. You've got Kiefer Sutherland, who's oh. your badass. And you've got Corey Haim, who's the oh, cutest so of, of all. Corey Feldman, who was a bit of a, he was a bit of a boot, but still he had that sort of funny charm. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, male or female, everybody loved Jamie Gertz, who played Star. Oh, my God. We all loved her. We wanted oh to be, be, be with her. We wanted yeah. to be her. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. Oh, I think that's God. why that film. I completely... <laughs> so I'd... I... I'd, I'd seen The Lost Boys once before. I watched it last night, and then I'd seen it once before when I was probably around 14. And I think I watched it because I was a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, and so I was going through and I was trying to watch all of the sort of vampire movies. Right. And I didn't get it. The first time I watched it, I found it oddly structured and um, difficult to follow because, as you say, it was completely different to anything else you've watched before. And if you're not prepared for that and you're just watching it because you're trying to tick a box, 
And so I was just like, yeah, I've seen it, but like I don't remember anything about it really other than Star. Because um, <laughs> she's so gorgeous. She's absolutely um, gorgeous. And I loved her outfit. The clothes! Oh I was just going to say, Brodrion Glaze, <laughs> oh, sort of little vest, yes. sort of blousy thing. With that the gypsy, gypsy skirt, skirt that's hanging like on her hips. Glittery and like, clinging to those little hips. I know. Oh, God. I know. Just like, yeah. And then I watched it last night and I was like, fuck me like i think one of my first notes is this movie is sweaty and noisy and hot and beautiful and grimy and it is it is so if i had been 16 and all i'd been offered was like the goonies and pretty in pink and then this came out oh boy oh boy would i have immediately bought myself a leather jacket and a motorcycle like oh you oh didn't know God. which way to turn i mean with it it had we used to um we used to go down to my friend's house. She, when she had it on video, we used to go to, down to my friend's house at lunchtime and watch it in her house. She had a pirate video of it. Oh Amazing. <laughs> and then just, just get so back to school hot. whenever. It was and I so love hot. It. It's so. It's and the reason I think I didn't get the structure as a kid because it's sort of the plot is sort of exactly what the IMDb breakdown was. It's like some kids move to Santa Carlos and like oh there's some vampires and like one of them sort of accidentally becomes a vampire and then they need to like not make them a, a vampire and like and then everything else in between is just hot sexy hotness yes it's literally <laughs> like, who's gonna shag who yeah that's it um so it's a terribly shallow the reason to want to watch this film oh but God. honestly when you're 16 and hormonal oh um, please when you're 30 and hormonal well yes exactly but also at that time there weren't any I don't remember seeing any vampires, any vampire films. Yeah. Certainly not anything that was aimed at, at sort of our, our age group. No, that's so true. So um, this kind of preceded all of that, Buffy yeah. and Twilight and all it, of that um, stuff. It, oh, completely. It's like it, it gave Buffy the term vamp out. Like right. to vamp out comes from The Lost Boys. Um, I knew it as well from a reference of What We Do in the Shadows, the mockumentary by Taika Waititi, uh, oh, yes. and at one point they do the worms bit, and they're like, oh, we got that from The Lost Boys. That's and right. And I finally got that reference last night, where I was like, oh, <laughs> you're eating maggots, Michael. Also, Keith Sutherland's most of his lines are just him saying Michael, which is also yes. so sexy. Like The way he says it. Oh, my Michael, God. Become Michael. one of us, Michael. 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 Like, literally everyone's gonna shag everyone in this movie like yeah. it's it's so open and sensual and even when it's like really gory it's still like weirdly sexy yeah like because they don't they don't push this romantic vampire they don't push this dracula sort no. of twilighty vibe where everything's really like sexy when you get bitten it's like ferocious and really gruesome, gory yeah but and it's brutal sexy <laughs> yeah incredibly so um and the the music as well i oh have to say God, when i hear yes. i can st i still get goosebumps if i hear cry little sister yeah i actually love that song anyway it's so good There's and that, they use it so well yeah and then people are strange that i mean those two those two songs if i ever hear those i immediately think about the lost boys yeah people are strange i was obsessed it like opens and sort of closes the movie and yeah the second i'd never heard that song before but i was like oh my god like Alexa, play the Lost Boys soundtrack. Like it's a great <laughs> soundtrack. It is a great soundtrack. It's so good. It's yeah. so, and just and just that opening scene of just like, it's directed by Joel Schumacher, who I think did Batman and Robin amongst yeah he oh, random he other movies. Took on the the Batman franchise, I think after mm. 
I can't remember who did it before him, but he took that yeah. on. Um, what else did he direct? He did. I think he did the two thousand four Phantom of the Opera. So he's just always, and he's he's so one of those directors. I feel like I should know loads of his films, yeah. and yet I know his name, and yet I can't think of can't think of anything of anything that he's yeah Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. The I know Lost that Boys. he was trying to push for a um, a sequel because really? for years afterwards we were waiting for Some The Lost more. Boys Two or yeah. something. I mean, that's kind of a it was sort of a bittersweet thing. I think it's because you want more of the same, and I knew, we knew that if. If if he's, if he's going to bring out another one, yeah. it's probably not going to be as good. Just yeah, because they they generally aren't. Yeah, um, and it's it would and be difficult to recapture. Yes, yeah. and the the reason that that um, it was so good is because it had an impact because it was it was new and it was yeah. fresh. And like you say, we had. Um, did he direct St Elmo's Fire? Sorry, I've just gone. No, I, that was probably Brat Pack. Oh no, he did. You're right. He did. Yeah, so, so, so that was going to say, so St. Elmo's I Fire... I that that was like a John Williams-y type thing. Like so St. Elmo's Fire out. was the other oh, sort wow. of teen film that yeah. I just absolutely loved because it had, I don't know what, it just had that slight edge. Yeah. Because the rest of them, like you say, they were kind of, well, Pretty in Pink like, was all right, it was quirky, but it was a yeah. bit... None of these, actually, none of these films had a sort of a... A, a real plot structure that you could no, kind of go. Just it was all about the relationships, apart yeah. from um, the Breakfast Club, which I wanted to do <laughs> on why this film because those that was yes, the other one. Yeah. Um, but the but that the Lost Boys, sense. yeah, the Breakfast Club and the Lost Boys and St Elmo's Fire are sort of stand out for me as those. Yeah, there's just something different about them. Definitely, you know? it felt different. It felt like no movie I'd ever seen before, and like I was reading the history of it. And obviously, like, with the term The Lost Boys, it was meant to be this idea of, like, what if Peter Pan came back and, like, still hung out with everyone? And the mum was meant to be called Wendy. And it's still got those themes, those Peter Pan-ish themes, because, um... Definitely. The... I want to say the... Isn't he the, like, granddad from Gilmore Girls plays the video store owner? Um... Oh, Max. Yeah. Yeah. What's his um, name? Um, Ed something. Yeah, Edward Herman. Totally I'm terrible with names. It's Ed. Yeah. And I did remember that from my first even though it'd been years and I I remembered that he was like a surprise villain. I remembered that much. And he obviously spends his sort of time wooing the mum. And they tell you very early on that he's the head vampire. Yeah. And then they try and sort of trick you into thinking that he's not and then of course he is. And he was Brilliant. He's just got such a good look. Yeah, he has. And, like, I love all the unspoken stuff. It's like, oh, my boys, my boys need a mother. And it's like, your boys, so did you, like, do you, like, find these kids and turn them into vampires? Or has this, have you been here for centuries? Like, we don't know. And it doesn't matter that we don't know, because all that matters is Michael's turning into a vampire, and we need to stop that, because, oh, my God, Corey Haim. Corey Haim, Oh, God, I'd never come across him before. Had you not? No. I was completely in love with him gorgeous charming funny funny so funny beautiful he does that and the the line as well my favorite line out of the whole film is when he says she's one of them michael and don't say that makes her a bad person (laughs) that doesn't make her a bad person it's so good how he delivers that because he's so quick and he's so yeah he's sharp and he's charming i loved whatever you're a goddamn shit-sucking vampire you just wait till mom finds out (laughs) 
He's so gorgeous. And like, I love that. I love that there's this really strong brotherly sibling relationship Very throughout. Much, yeah. And it's not at all, it keeps subverting, you know, um, I remember being disappointed that Star doesn't play that bigger role in it. She's very sort of passive. Um, yeah, me too. Which is even at a the bit time, frustrating. Even at the time. And I've, I've got to say, when I was looking, when I, when I watched it again recently, um, it did sort of, it, it kind of stuck out to me that, mm. um, that obviously now there is such a, you, you talk about the, the Bechtel test, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course then it d- didn't pass in any yeah, way. not at all. Not, not in any way. And not passing the Bechtel test doesn't make your movie bad. No, it doesn't. But there was such a lack of... Uh, the, see, they've got they've got some two brilliant actresses. Yeah, J- um, Jamie Gertz and Diane West. Yeah, who's uh, like absolutely perfect for that yeah. role. But the one thing that has always annoyed me about the film mm-hmm. is how taken is in she is with Max. I wish yeah. they hadn't made her character so very taken it's in with Max. Really interesting. I, I on the one hand, I really loved that the sort of. Uh, damsel in distress was the mum mm. just from the sake of like yeah you know if anything star isn't passive in that she invites michael into the tribe like either by accident knowingly mm. or on purpose it felt very like people just following the script like oh she's gonna get on his motorbike even though keith Sutherland is her boyfriend or whatever yeah um and she's, she's calling the shot she's got this real maternal role with laddie the little boy that's gonna yeah. be turned into a vampire and like that's fine and then it's the mom that becomes the damsel in distress which is nice to see that it wasn't the sort of like hot 16 year old woman it was the like hot however old mom yeah um that becomes the sort of focal point of the drama at the end and has to make the choices i think you're def- they sort of justify it for me for for a movie that's only an hour and a half that's jam packed yeah it is short it's, isn't it yeah which is good because yeah. i think it could easily yeah. have gone on way too long yeah, yeah. You know, she divorced her husband, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that meant that they've had to move back in with her father in Santa. Is it Santa Carla? Santa Carla. Santa, Santa Carla. Um, and so she's like, "No one's asked me to dinner for ages, so I'm going to go." And you know, he is tall and he's sweet and he's charming, so I do get it, and it's useful for the plot for her to fall for him so quickly. But I know what you mean, especially if somebody's dog chased me down a pathway like his does yes. her i would never see that person again no. i would be like what no, the actual absolutely. hell are you thinking <laughs> like... so, but she and, and the fact that she i know she's got this thing with the boys are sort of she doesn't believe them because she thinks that their mm. motives are just purely because they yeah. don't want their mom to be going out with this guy mm. but that just does get it still does get on my nerves that yeah. i go can you not just make her even a little bit suspicious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and, and with regard Star, you're right. We, we just want to see more of her. Just more of her. Because we want she's, that. Because right like there you, on the poster. I know, and you you feel like you don't really get her character. No. You, there's a very, very... A character. It's very superficial and yeah. on the top. And she's just a catalyst, just there, isn't yeah. she? She's she is. It's a shame, because like, I think everybody who watches it just wants more of her. Definitely, yeah. like... For whatever reason, either to join... Because even at the end, when it's all starting to take effect yeah. and um, we get Michael's full-on vamped out, Laddie's full-on vamped out, Star is at the same process, if not further along than those two. Yeah. She doesn't vamp she out. Never she gets quite... to stay pretty. Yes. She doesn't... Like, even that, even to just let her also 
do what would make sense within yeah, the yeah, plot, yeah. but they don't because they're like, she must be gorgeous and maternal and passive. Yeah. Um, she doesn't kill any vampires. She doesn't, yeah, like she the dog does not look, look grotesque. Like. <laughs> um, Nanook, who is gorgeous. <laughs> and just Nanook. I mean, I, yeah, love great the, I love that the dog is called Nanook. <laughs> yeah. Such a great name. um, And like the way it's filmed, it's lots of scenes take place at night. We're on this boardwalk where there's this like neon lit up fun fair. I mean, just that opening when they're walking around the carousel and you're like, oh my God. Like like you say, it's noisy and it's grimy. It's so true. And then they're at that concert where there's that like hench guy that's like (laughs) just dripping with like oil and sweat and everyone's like, like it's so good um but there's but there's humor in it as well yes. and that's the other thing that i love about it is the the comedy of it mm-hmm. with the two corys because that's yes. how they then went on yeah. to become this sort of double act um but the the some of the lines in there i love that they give the lines to the young cute cheeky boys yes <laughs> yeah the like like the drama of the older teenager yeah. struggling through and then the sort of meta self-awareness of the line and the way the frog brothers are so like like they take themselves so seriously oh. like it really shocked me that Corey um is it helm is that his name Corey Helm yes he's doing this like um no 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 the other Corey Feldman, Corey Feldman. was he's yeah. doing this like really like deep Sort of like, yeah, it does. and I'm so used to him as mouth in the Goonies, oh, and then he's here with this. So I don't know if his voice just broke and like that's what he sounded like now, or whether he was purposefully doing this like, oh yeah, you need to take me really seriously as a vampire hunter, and like the way they invite Corey Haim into their like sort of troop so early on, yeah. and like, it's just such a funny, funny thing to have. Like, there's these two brothers that work in a comic book store and they try and hunt vampires as often as they can. Like, <laughs> it's really nerdy. I love yeah. how nerdy they are. They kind of remind me of, like, you know, sort of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yes, yes. In space exactly. or, you know, yes. in all of their films, in Paul and yeah. stuff like that. Um, it's just that sort of, that, that just bond, a bit like a geeky, bond. geeky, but yeah. everybody kind of loves them. But they Definitely. take what they do unbelievably so seriously. seriously. <laughs> Get yourself a garlic t shirt, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> got to kill your brother i'm not gonna kill my brother like kill oh. your brother you'll feel better <laughs> yeah, yeah kill your brother you'll feel better <laughs> it's true it's so good like the whole like they don't oh i know people throw this around so often but they don't make movies like this anymore and like it is it's just it's got a bit of everything and like it's so good i mean the whole movie ends on a joke yes like it's so good we've had I this know, incredible third act with the lighting is just phenomenal. Like, they're in their, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. Yeah. Which is, like, so scary to begin with, full of, like, dead animals. Um, and, like, they've done something to the lighting where they've made everything, like, red and black and dramatic. And then all of the vampires are coming in through all of the different means, from the chimney, from the window. They're hiding behind doors. They're under beds. Yeah. like. It's so good. And then we get to just systematically go through and like knock them off one by one. Yeah. And it's, they're all, and I loved that when they were initially having their conversation about like every vamp dies differently. I'm like, yes, 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 
give it to me. I'm so excited now to watch you take out a vampire one by one and how are you going to do it? It's like gremlins. It's like when they take out all the gremlins and they yeah. do it in different ways. It's like, this one's going to be death by stereo. This one's going to be in the bath of <laughs> holy bath. water. Yeah, like, exactly. And like horrific, like melting faces, oh, skeletons, like, yeah. Ah! So it, good. I mean, oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> it does kind of get, they just, they, they literally do that sort of thing about, let's do that and do it more. Yeah. Just, just keep blowing like, it up and blowing it up and blowing it up. promise of the premise. I know, like... the bath death is quite horrific. <laughs> it's so scary. It's really scary. It's so good. It's so good. And like, what I loved as well is that the Frog Brothers, for all of their sort of like pompousness and like sincerity and like willingness to do this and the bravery of it, as soon as they're confronted with like a vaguely holy water splashed vampire, they're on the floor hugging each other, screaming. <laughs> like I had to keep turning it down because people would just scream, which is so valid. Because if I was having to push a vampire in the bath of holy water and then watch it melt down to a skeleton, I would be screaming. I'd be like, oh my God, I've killed him. Oh my God, this is horrendous. It's so scary. Oh God. And like, it's so real. It's so true because actually this is their dream come true. Yeah. They finally found some vampires yeah. and they're absolutely scared. So scared. <laughs> which you would be. Yeah. It's so good. They're like the big hard guys in the, yeah. comic, in the comic store. Yeah. Yeah, with their gear. You got this. Check my gear. You check your gear. Exactly. As soon as oh, they're faced man. with it, it's, <laughs> it like, just ah! becomes... They're little boys again, yeah. aren't they? It's and they funny. are, and it's so good, and I loved that about it, and I loved... I loved the fighting. Like, they did it so well, and, like... Um, yeah, it was such an enjoyable third act. And then Max obviously comes round, and, like reveals himself and their vamp faces are really scary joel yeah. schumacher must have done something i think where every time they have a vamp face they're lit in a certain way they are lit they they, like... they sort of go well because they're because their eyes change and everything but yeah. they're everything t- kind of t- takes on this yellowy pinky yes yeah hue, doesn't it a weird because before then it is sort of like that kind of their faces are kind of shadowed mm. and chiseled and sort of beautiful gorgeous <laughs> so absolutely nice. gorgeous and then they, yeah they're sort of grayed out but yeah. but this sort of yellow it's like almost sepia isn't it yeah it is it's it's funny and they're all still really hot as vampires obviously jason patrick is a gorgeous vampire oh my god yeah. oh my really god is. so i think if that i think they could have done star as a vampire and still made her absolutely yeah she 100 percent would have been hot it's funny though isn't it how I mean, they were like no like the kid got to be a vampire Yes, exactly. Actually, I find Laddie the most sinister in a way. Yes, yeah, so frightening. There is something very sinister about children yeah. being monsters. Being mo- and like, and like he was like feral. He like bursts mm. from the from the mattress and it's like feathers everywhere yeah. and like. He reminds me of um. He reminds me of the little girl Newt in Alien. Yes, you know what I mean? yeah, that's like that sort wild, of real, wild gaunt. hair and elfin yeah. face. Yeah, it's so that true. Scary Ch- really children are scary. really scary. Children are utterly <laughs> terrifying, like, especially blonde ones. Exactly. <laughs> so frightening. Yeah. Um, but no, I loved it. And then I did love that, like, the mum, Wendy, she's just like, uh, sorry, Lucy is her name. Yeah. She, like, immediately accepts what's in front of her she's like okay you weren't lying about the vampires and now I feel like I need to and I loved I just loved the family aspect of it so often things are driven by romantic love and yes all of Michael's story is driven by romantic love either for uh, David or Star like it's up to interpretation there but um 
I loved that actually the the fundamental climax comes down to this familial love of like I need to rescue my boy as a mother and I need a mother for my boys and like this whole idea of family overriding romantic love is really really nice which is probably also why as a teenager I was like nope (laughs) I'm all about the romantic love yeah and it's only now that I can appreciate other forms of love in films and then when you see it in something that came out in 1987 it's like oh wow yes like brilliant good exactly amazing Diane West is she's the she has such poise yes yeah she's amazing like in a crisis she's one of those She's one of those people that she's like a sort of, it's almost like she's like a nurse. You know, things go really bad. She just immediately gets very calm. Yes. She's only angry when they're, when they're sort of kicking off or, you know, or I don't know, like just acting up. But if if there's an actual problem, she just becomes immediately Mm. sort of right. Yeah. Let's just deal with this, shall we? Sort this out. Come on now, everybody. Yeah. And there is this whole, you're right, but there is this whole maternal thing in there because Star with Laddie and, Mm. and, you know, and Lucy with her, with her kids. And Mm. you realise, you know, that she, that's who she'd do anything for. Yeah. And it's weird because, of course, then when I first watched it, I was a teenager. Now I'm watching it and I've got teenage boys. Yes. And, um, would you take the vampire man's hand to save your boys? Oh my, would I? Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, it's sort of, you, you think, and when I, that's the other interesting thing, when I watch it now, I think, well, first of all, you'd believe them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you would, <laughs> you just would. You yeah. know, if your kids are telling you that, mm-hmm. you would just believe them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd... Um... And she did, there's that lovely conversation with Max where she's like... He was so sincere, and it and it yes, really I know. stuck she with wants me. To... And like, she really wants to believe him, but it just feels so outlandish. But why on earth would he have cause to lie? And they're such good kids. I love it when they're good kids. I love seeing like good, well-behaved children in movies, just having to deal with stuff. Like, yeah. like Michael's good. He's a good kid. I know they have their heart, and, and so they good. adore their mom. Yes, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? And they really—that's the thing. They really don't want to piss her off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when. When um, Sam says to to Michael, you know, Mum's gonna be, st- yes. Mum's gonna be so mad that you're a vampire. <laughs> God, you're gonna be in so much mom. trouble. <laughs> and then when he comes out to be like, oh, we're on our own. Yeah. Because um, he full on was like, well, we have to get my mum involved. Like, I know. I love that their, their their thing is like, don't like annoy mum and don't please yeah. let's not get into trouble with her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's the most gentle, gorgeous character, <laughs> yeah. and yet. They know exactly. Yeah, that they if know they, what it they looks know, like. Do not push stepped. those buttons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really oh, mother's wrath. So good, yeah. and like even like when she comes home, and obviously the house has been the house has been utterly destroyed <laughs> oh in the most beautiful way. There's been like blood pumping out of every like plug hole and pipe, and there's just like the kitchen is splattered with yeah. red and like. And really nice moments, like Michael sees that the kitchen is like pumping with blood and there's a moment on the stairs where he like stops to almost like pursue that because he's like hungry for it and then like grapples and then like, okay, follow Sam. And it's like the briefest of moments, but it's just really good. You believe that these kids are vampires and you believe, I mean, the way they became vampires was so simple. All he did was drink some blood. I know. And then he was a vampire and you're like, fuck, no wonder they have a vampire problem if it's that fucking easy. You could... <laughs> Slip that into the water supply. Like. Exactly, you could. I don't know why Max hadn't thought that, of this. Yeah, and the idea that like he wears sunglasses during the day now, so it just makes him look even sexier and cooler, but it's because yeah. he's like, oh, a little bit frightened of the light. And 
Yeah. And the passage of time as well, you get this idea that he's been hanging out with these vampires for so long, but we've only seen them interact like once. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I crazy. mean, there is this, yes, when I think when I first watched it, I do remember it going quite quickly. Mm. And you sort of, you don't have a chance to sort of think, well, you don't have a chance to think about the time frame. Yeah. And then, of course, like the plot, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. None of it really matters. It's because all it in all, this sort of dream state yeah. anyway. And it's all about, you know, the relationships and the characters anyway, yeah. so... Oh my god! Yeah. So and there's like two scenes that we haven't mentioned that I really loved as well. Like this thing, it's just a series of really good moments when Max first comes around for dinner, and you've got the vampire hunter brothers and Sam trying to like expose him as a vampire, and it's just a brilliant like. That is so good and with like, the garlic. Yeah. yeah, like they're really they're trying to like showcase his reflection not in the mirror. They're trying to like <laughs> put, put garlic on his pasta. They're trying to like put holy water on him and all of these things. Um, but you're there, like, I don't know for certain that this man is the head vampire yet. And no, like, you don't. And as we've just mentioned, like, you're like, oh God, like, stop fucking this up for your mom. And like, Sam's feeling that. He's like, I really don't want to fuck this up for my mom, but like, I need to expose this man as the head vampire because Michael's in trouble. And like, and that's all there underlying where you're like, oh, the like cringe, like, yeah meet the parents aspect of it but there's it's so weighted which is so bizarre when you think of like sort of how shallow the movie is but it it isn't shallow it's got these heavy weighted moments where everything's pulled down by this family and this love of this family and like and like you say wanting to wanting to to do something that's right but also wanting to behave well yeah (laughs) they know that they can't like that i love that they know they can't cross a line there either yeah like And then um, there's, there's that relationship compared to the Frog Brothers, whose parents are just like comatose the entire movie. They're yeah. just like passed out in the videos in the comic book store the whole time. They, they never wake up. You never get to see them. So they're really they're feral in a way as well. They're lost boys as much as the vampires yeah. are. Yeah. Um, and then there's the scene where Michael comes to meet them, and they're all up in this tree, and they're watching this bonfire and walk this way is playing and it's so good and they're watching all of these like sweaty big tough men because that's what's cool as well they could easily do this thing where they're pursuing like young pretty women but they're not they're they're like these macho men around a bonfire having beers and all the vampires are up in a tree and they're all like indie rocker like vibes and the tree is lit so beautifully it's like lit from the bottom and it's like orange and it's when we first get to see their vampire faces and and they're having fun with it. Like, yeah, yeah. they turn around and, and uh, the Bill and Ted one is like... Oh, yeah, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. And what a mullet. Oh, my God. <laughs> he pulls it off. Like, he does. He's... Every look he... He has, like, three lines in this whole movie. Yeah, he does, yeah. But every time he's on screen, it's magnetic. And every time... Because they always do this thing. There's so many moments in this movie where they're like kicked out of somewhere or told to move on or whatever and it's Keith Sutherland going come on boys and then all one by one they get to walk past the camera and like and give a little look and yeah. give a little look and his looks are always so good they're always just like mm-hmm, yeah well we'll come and fucking eat you later so and like <laughs> I'm like yes please do come like 
you can rip my head off like I will allow that like please come and like stand on my face like <laughs> I love you so much <laughs> like so good so sexy and then like when he becomes a vampire and Michael's there and he's like hi Michael and like they love it they're having so much fun they're like isn't I this know. great <laughs> I think the whole thing about bringing Michael into the into the fold is um that's that's really sort of wonderful sort of piece mm. of cinematography isn't it it's yes. the whole the whole sort of that that whole bit of sort of the storyline and how it's shot and everything and it is it is about seduction yes totally about seduction yeah. and, and and try michael trying to resist but not and yeah. wanting and feeling like, curious li- and... i think i had a note that was like this movie is is peer pressure the movie <laughs> oh it is peer pressure the movie that's exactly right <laughs> but peer pressure but with sort of Oh, but I could be like I could have sex with her if yeah. I if I do this. <laughs> I could have sex with her. I could live in this like amazing underground like cavern with a huge picture of Bob Dylan on the wall and exactly. like or whoever hang it from is, the beams and, like, with my yeah. funny toes. Jim Morris, whoever yeah. it is, like just <laughs> yes, with my horrible <laughs> vampire toes. Like That's what? A, that is a really <laughs> unpleasant scene. It's so horrible. That's awful. It's so the, the, frightening. Like I know. it's such a. It is a horror movie. <laughs> like regardless of how frightened you are in aspects of it, it is a horror movie because it opens with a horror moment and then we meet the family and yeah and for all of his sexiness when they're in that they've come into the cavern and they're looking around for the coffins and the way the torches are so and it's so tense because you're like oh my god shut up because if they're there you'll wake them up and then they see them hanging from the ceiling and it's really unnerving Mm. to see all of these teenage boys hanging and then you're suddenly aware of the threat that they pose and how dangerous they are and these are just kids these are like 13 14 year olds with big sticks (laughs) being so loud and you're like shut up 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 kill them quietly (laughs) and they stab one and it works but like they kickstart this terrible thing in motion where the blood just like pours from the ceiling onto them like into their mouths and it's like glittery yeah it's so good it is is horrific and like you say that I mean, yeah, and you know, with a horror film or something like this, there's got to be tension, there's got to be jeopardy. Mm. But, but sometimes there's just too much jeopardy to bear yeah. as a watcher. It, honestly, it <laughs> is because then, then they're like, "We're gonna get you, we're gonna get," and you believe them. And then, yeah. like, just as they they've started barricading the house, they're ready for the third act climax, and they're all ready. And then there's a moment where there's some really lovely moments where the vampires sort of descend on the house in a very horror movie way where they have, it's like the noises and lights of the motorcycles and it's utterly terrifying and the windows are going and like you Mm. can imagine that happening in real life with just like youths. And if you live in a sort of rundown shacky place and somebody drives a motorcycle with the beam on outside yeah it's gonna be really threatening it is a threat but yeah the like, whole thing they're feels never there yeah and so it's like really ghostly mm. and then you they do brilliant moments where they're constantly using the camera as the point of view of the vampires flying and so it's like coming towards the house yeah. and then Nanook's got himself caught on the gate and they have to go and help him her him and like it's so tense because everyone's standing at the door and they're like, they're coming, Michael, <laughs> Sam, they're coming. And it keeps cutting to the air and you can see them getting closer and they're trapped. But you never, you never see the vampires flying in the air, which I think is such a testament to it because it would yeah. be like silly if you it w- saw and that also and the, lose it. Exactly, because the effects, that they wouldn't be able to yeah. pull that off. But you do get the sense of the speed. Yes. The speed of it. Yeah. You know, and the bits, the the scene with in the fog where they... 
where they oh, fall yes. from the it's um, iconic when they're hanging yeah, onto the bridge to the bridge that's um that's that has quite an effect when you it's when you so see that for the first scary. time yeah. it's so good like it's so clever at having that sort of like oh look we're like stupid teenage boys doing stupid teenage boy things and like yeah we could die if we did this but like we're not going to because we're vampires and like and you're there with michael you're like what's going on why because at the moment you don't you don't really know if you've never knew anything about the lost boys at this moment when they're hanging onto the bridge you don't really know that they're vampires or not no you don't so clever how like He's been given the rice and he thought it was maggots. Then he was given the noodles and he thought it was worms. So then when he's given the bottle and Star goes, it's blood, he's like, oh, shut up. Like, I'm not going to fall for that again. Yeah. Which is why he then drinks it. And it's so clever. It's so clever as to why they give a reason for things to happen. And That's right. How they about tease that. the audience yeah. into it. And then they fall into the fog. And you think, you're like, what is going on? It's so visceral. Like, the shaking of the train. Like, you're right there with it. It's such yeah. a close movie like it's so cleverly shot i know everything there's a lot of um any minute now you're gonna die yeah there's a lot of yeah. very very close shaves yeah. and i think you know as a as as tension goes they've yes. got it <laughs> yeah i mean there's a bit where you think sam's gonna die like when yeah. he gets and it's horrible the vampire like grabs him by the face oh that's, and like pulls him yeah. up and you're like let go of his beautiful face <laughs> lovely little like, oh, face God. So scary. And then you've just got this granddad character just like in the background, just like being weird and you don't know where he goes at night and you don't know what he does and he doesn't use his car and he's putting stakes in the ground at one point with the pointy bit up, which is a really nice bit of foreshadowing. Mm. Um, Because you just assume that like no one knows about this underground movement. (laughs) It's so great. It's so brilliant. All along. All along. I know. Right at the end, he comes in with his van and he impales the head vampire and he makes his way to the fridge and everyone's like, oh, thank God, that's over. Are you okay, granddad? And it's just like, the one thing I never got used to about living here is all the goddamn vampires. Cut to credits! And you're like, what? Like, I know. It's a beautiful moment. It's so good! It's a beautiful moment. And I moment. read that they were then meant to go back to like a cave and have a regrouping of like the leftover oh, vampires. Oh, thank God they didn't. And- Thank God they didn't because really? like is that, that would it have really it, yeah it would have been like the Godzilla egg it's like no one needed that like you're not gonna get a Godzilla two shut up like it's fine yeah. like it's so good that it just ends on that high of just like wow okay like everybody knows everybody's yeah. kind of chill everybody just l- learns to live with it and like it's really impacted your family in like a big way <laughs> like and he and then when you know that. And you go back and you look at the way he looks at Michael and look at the way that he looks at Sam and where mm-hmm. he goes off to and what he takes with him and all of these things. You just think, like, he knew the whole time and, like, he just He's let it happen. He's a great character. And it's brilliant. He's it's a great... They're, so they good. are actually great characters. Yeah, and that's the thing yeah. about those 80s movies, like Breakfast Club, like The Goonies. Yeah. You really get who these people are which is mm. why it's such a shame that we don't really know who star is she's just like I know. some girl she's just she's like you say she's a catalyst she's there for to be the love interest and yeah. it would have been so much more interesting to just to, give her a couple lines to, to explain who she balance is balance it out a little yeah. bit you know because i guess there are those sort of faceless background vampires who we never really learn anything much about like i can't yeah. even tell you what their names are no they they're like, <laughs> they're like the, the ones at the back of the band aren't yeah. they yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like you're just like, mm, the guys at the do. back just sort of moving <laughs> yeah. around playing a few instruments and, yeah. you know, the ones we don't really know their names yeah. and they're alright 
but they're just there to make Kiefer Sutherland look yeah. like the coolest one in the gang. And he is. He's so cool. Yeah. He just drips with coolness. Like he's he does. So... He's got such a great look. He does. With his bleached, spiky <sighs> hair. God. I know. It's such a great image, him with his, in his leathers, with, it, you know, that lovely, fantastic coat and on the, on his motorbike and mm. just sort of staring into the camera. It's, it's just yeah. a great, great look. It's so sexy. I know, <laughs> it is. But like I said, movie. I mean, there really was something for, for everyone, yeah. you know, if you, depending on what you're... Yeah. yeah, which one, which area who you, you want, who you fancied. Like they're like the but, yeah. Spice Girls, they cover yeah. the bases. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, oh certainly for a, a girl growing up in Northumberland. <laughs> yeah, I can completely get that. So, like, when you return to it, um, does it hold up? Obviously, like the character of Star's a bit disappointing, but like yeah, that's what I, I think when <laughs> when I watched it again, there was an there was a bit of disappointment mm. because I think it's. Only because I think it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Because I think it's a great. It is a. It's a great film with with a great premise. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, hindsight's wonderful, isn't it? I'm sure probably Joel Schumacher, if he was still alive, <laughs> would probably think the same. But yeah. Um, you look at it now and think, oh, that would have that would have been so brilliant mm-hmm. to to make that character to to make it not end up as, well, the boy gets the girl in the end and they're absolutely yeah. fine and. You know, because you know, poor old Lucy, her guy, mm. her guy ends up being a, the 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 bad guy <laughs> yeah. and getting impaled, horribly impaled and set um, on fire. So yeah. you know, Lucy's still on her own, yeah, still single mom, yeah, <laughs> you know, battling through. Now we have to deal with vampires. You know, okay, not that's that she fine. needs, a, you know, not that she needs yeah. a guy, but but then. And it's funny in terms of screenwriting as well. You'd think to star following the sort of narratives that usually happen. The fact that it's Star's fault that Michael got turned into a vampire in a way does that not warrant her to be punished for that well you would have thought but she's so mm. pretty yeah. they just go oh you're all like, right looks oh, a bit sad that thing pretty. you did yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you know that thing you did turn me into a vampire like you literally like <laughs> her motivations are so unclear and like you don't they know really who are, she yeah. is or where she's come from we never see like a wanted poster for her no because that's what's nice as well you get mm. this real sense of like you know, you come and you see the big sign as you drive in and then on the back of it, it says murder capital of the world. And you're like, Whoa! Yeah. I know, with all the missing people. Yeah. <laughs> all the missing people. And it, I mean, yeah, I think with a, on a rewatch, yeah. I felt incredibly nostalgic yeah. for that time. Yeah. So I just remember it just, I remember sitting in my friend's living room with um, drinking all of her orange juice and tea <laughs> and eating peanut butter on toast. Oh, amazing. And watching this film when we yeah. should have been at school. Yeah. And, and just all of us going, like, drooling mm-hmm. for the whole thing and quoting it afterwards yeah. and all of that stuff. And I just had massive nostalgia for that. Mm-hmm. And then the critical sort of part of me that, you know, the critical, I suppose, the feminist in me was just, yeah. that's a missed opportunity with, with yeah. both Lucy and Star. And the fact that there's only two. Yeah, there's only two women. They never talk and they're both motivated by men. <laughs> But, but apart from that, <laughs> great that they gave yeah. them the roles, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. And you know, because Diane West also is, oh, I mean, she's, she's a fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, she, like I said, she was, um, I remember her, she was in Footloose, wasn't she the mum in Footloose? Oh, was she? Yeah, the original one. Oh, Pretty sure it was her. I've never seen Footloose. Oh, that would be, that's another one. <laughs> it's another one. That, yeah, you've got to watch yeah. Footloose. But, um, I love a bit. But yeah, she's... Um, 
she's amazing in that. Yeah. And again, she's just got that lovely gentleness. She's, she really reminded like, me of very both, cool. like, uh, Rosemary's Baby and, like, the mum in The Exorcist. Like, she really worked as, like, this woman in <clears throat> horror. Yes. And, like, a really nice, memorable character. She's like, the, oh, thank God we've got you there. Yeah. <laughs> mum. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Like, and that's so cool because for a movie about the Lost Boys, it so easily could not have had any familial ties. But yeah. But it... It's like the central mm. emotional crux, and and yeah. she's a, she's a strong character. She's mm. the, you know she 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 is a she really is, strong, she's a really character. strong character. I just I suppose in the end, I mean, she's a divorcee, and she went there to be on her own with her boys. Mm. So maybe it did turn out for the best with her. I mean, Max was never right for her anyway. Oh he was too slimy. So weird, isn't yeah, it? So, it's so he was so. That was the other thing. I, I kind of the the. And probably more so with the rewatch because I, I just thought, you know, because I'm nearer her age than I am the mm. others. Um, but I thought you wouldn't fall for him, yeah, in real life. Yeah, and I <laughs> you wouldn't find well, him attractive. Is there a sort of vampirific glamour? Yeah, maybe. happening because that's what I put down to when Michael first sees Star at the concert. His behaviour is so inappropriate. Like, he literally spots her across the crowd and then full-on just stares at her. Oh, yeah, it's and like And then laser. stalks her. <laughs> yes. And, like, she has a really brilliant piece of acting where she's doing that thing where she's noticed that someone's looking at her and she's, like, purposefully looking yeah. away. I'm just going to dance like this with my hips Yeah. Because you're watching me and I can see it. And then she, like, walks away and then she, like... And then he, like full-on stalks her and oh. Sam calls him out he's like why are you stalking this woman yeah and it's weird and I had to put it down to the fact that she had some like vampirific spell yeah over him. maybe because because it just it's like Michael that's not how we introduce ourselves to the young ladies like no. that's not appropriate behavior Michael like it's as not. chiseled as you are sir like exactly. <laughs> it's not on I know, um, but um, but yeah, maybe I mean that that actually would explain it with Max because I mean, to yeah. all intents and purposes, he looks like you know, no no offense to geography teachers, <laughs> yes! but he looks like he my old geography teacher. He does. He looks like my old geography teacher. <laughs> like, sorry, but you're not like. And he's got weird neckerchiefs, and you know what I didn't like? I didn't like the fact that they kept trying to go on these dates. But he would be kissing her on the lips so quickly. Yes. And I'd be like, dude, like, wh wait, we got, we haven't had dinner yet. Like, hold your horses. Like, exactly. he's not that desperate. Like, come on. No, exactly. That's that. I think that was the thing that that annoyed me right mm. from the start. Like, even first time round. But I wasn't. I think, of course, first time round, the effect of the film, I wasn't focused on them. Yeah, of at course. all. So yeah. I kind of just They're let that very go. Very much a B plot. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah they're, oh, they're the old people. Yeah, yeah the old people's storyline. <laughs> I don't want to look at the old people's storyline. Whereas now I'm looking at the old people's storyline going, yeah. oh, I don't know. She she <laughs> yeah. just wouldn't. She's better than that. She wouldn't be that keen. No, she wouldn't you know, be that He'd desperate. have to work a lot harder. Yeah, and as I say, like, his kind of was a bit. It was a bit kind of... Very um, full on, very quickly. He, felt he was a bit entitled. Yeah, very much with so. that relationship. And like it you works know, in terms of like who he is in the long oh, run. Oh yeah, but yeah. And then, but it's her reaction to it that you're a bit like, come yeah. on, Han. Like, she'd be like, hang on a minute. Especially but after maybe, his dog did that. Like, no, that. I know. I always get weird. very um, disconcerted when dogs behave badly because yeah, like in a cujo tile yeah it's, like it's the adult's <laughs> fault as well yeah it's like what have you done to your dog to make it act like that like exactly. that's weird but then his when she goes around his i couldn't help but noticing the food that he offers her up is this like almost 
tapestry-worthy banquet of, like, grapes and red wine. Like, even the, like, food was sex. She'd given him, like, plain spaghetti with some, like, meatballs on top. (laughs) And then he gives her this, like goblets of like wine and like a silver platter of like red grapes and like pomegranate seeds and you're just like oh we're in hell and I'm loving it like which also (laughs) could that could sort of be a nod to him having been around for centuries yes yeah it felt very um, because it's sort of medieval isn't it yeah almost like greek god yeah renaissance yeah dionysus like yeah Mm. 100% and the way he dresses a bit weird Mm. indicates that like that's always a fun indication that they're like slightly out of time and out of touch and that's geography teachers (laughs) 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 they are all of those things sorry any geography teachers that listen (laughs) please feel free to write in if you're a perturbed geography teacher that would like to if you're a cool geography teacher that wears great clothes and doesn't get it slightly wrong sometimes He's looking at you. It's so true. But it's, yeah, it's, um, the bath scene was really intense. Like, that was another one that was really, like, tense. Yeah. Where you're like, is Michael going to eat his brother? Like, let's find out. I <laughs> believe it could happen. But that song, I, I. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> It's so good. That's and, like, the way he's, like, song. washing his hair. And, like, like, I thought I misheard when Michael was like, go and take your bath, Sam. I was like, oh, yeah. a weird thing to say to somebody. But then, like, he's a kid, so he's got to go take his bath. But he's doing it willingly and with joy. And it's a joy yeah. for us to watch him. I know, that's what's so <laughs> awful, is because he's so vulnerable. He's <laughs> yeah. in the bath. With the, the, the way that the dog never leaves his side I know, as well. I know. So it, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? How <laughs> Their relationship. The, the, him, and, him and the dog, Sam and Anouk's relationship, is just so gorgeous. Gorgeous. And, so, oh. and the whole time you're thinking... Whatever happens in this film, do not let okay. anything happen to And you that think dog. it's happened. You think when yeah. Michael, when he comes out of the bath and Michael's got all of the blood <clears> on his <throat> hand and Sam's like, what did you do to my dog? And as an audience member, I was like... Oh, I know. If Michael, if you've killed that dog, uh, you have to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you no have question. to die. Like, yeah. And that's going to be a real bummer for this movie because I'm on Sam's side and I really yeah. want him to triumph and getting you better. And he's trying to get yeah. you better. But if you've killed his fucking dog, then like your bets are off. Yeah. And there's a moment where you don't see Nanook and you're like, oh my God, no. oh my God, oh my God. And then it's like, Nanook bit me. I didn't touch your dog. And then Nanook appears and you're like, oh, thank God. Okay, carry on. God, and like, Sam just, thank the God same. the dog just bit him. <laughs> yeah. And drew blood. And then immediately Sam's like, well, what did you do to Nanook to make a bit bite you? And exactly. you're like, great question, Sam. Like, love how, love it when characters are like level headed and react in a way that you would react. Like, yeah. very real. And that's it feels exactly very modern right. Yeah. To be, but then. You know, actually, I think it's a very thing that happened in the 80s. Like, characters would react in that way. Well, funnily enough, Sam is probably the one character that has um, not really changed over time. Like, that, he he could stand up today. That character could stand up today. Yes. Because he has has quite um, sort of liberal ideas. Yeah, and, and it, I mean it's a very and he's very he, like self confident. But like, you know his respect for his mom. Yeah, his his so calling out Michael on his behaviour with this yeah. girl, 
and you know that he's he's very mature very mature but also he is he's one of those characters that you know he would he would stand up for for the rights of the individual yes, you know yeah. and i think that he's a brilliant he character. could he could stand up today that character definitely yeah, yeah he could work in a modern yeah. movie and Whereas i love the rest of them are a when bit... they're like oh your clothes are shit essentially is what they're saying and he's like I, like every time he walked in that comic book shop i was like love your outfit big yeah. fan love your outfit and then like they make a comment on his outfit and he's like i like my outfit and you're like yes self-assured especially for a kid that age yeah. yeah and then you compare it to like michael's like self-grappling like self-absorption like journey of becoming a vampire and then he's just like self-confident self-assured hot little brother and you're just like I yes know. love yeah. you <laughs> I know. So no, it's, he's he's a great one actually yeah. i think out of all of them he has always kind of been my favourite character in this. Yeah, and he's almost like the main character. Mm. Like the he certainly holds it together, him, considering yeah. how far back on the poster he is. Yeah, that's um, true. Actually, it's weird because it's um, it's like the main. It's like the three. Yeah, it's, it's like Jason Patrick and yeah, Star and, and Keith Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then all the others are just sort of like pushed yeah. to the in back. In fact, Star is sort of just slightly out, but just mm. so that you can see her in a nice clothing. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, it's made me long for the gypsy skirt again. The gypsy skirt came back when I was a teenager, and I was so thankful for that fact. So I it's had like great. a million. They are. Um, they are great. But they're out of fashion again. So I'd just bring them back anyway. I wouldn't yeah. care. Yeah. No, it is. It's such a. Skirt. It's such a lovely look. Yeah, it is. Like I and like the big hair yeah. and the earrings and then like Michael gets an earring and like it's so hot. It's so hot. And Sam calls him out on it. It's like your stupid earring and I'm like, "Hey, we don't come from the earring. Look at it. It's like this dangly like star pendant thing." Like, "Oh, very nice. Very nice." I know it's interesting actually cuz I'm trying to think, do how, what's the tattoo count? Because now, of course, they'd all be covered oh, yeah. in tattoos that's a that's a point of difference obviously you know being in the 80s yeah she well for a start star would be covered in tattoos oh if it yeah was today for sure for yeah. sure she would have a star tattoo <laughs> yeah she would i can't think if she has any not that they're no. not that are anything to do with the like they wouldn't the want to blemish her skin no <laughs> blemish her like sort of perfect skin exactly oh, she's so beautiful she oh, is she it. is <laughs> Amazing. I think that's all of my notes. Um Yeah, I think um yeah, it's been it's actually been really lovely revisiting this film. Yeah. Um and I'm probably gonna now go home and watch it <laughs> yeah. again. Because like I said, I was supposed to I was I, I watched it recently but mm-hmm. I didn't watch it in the last few days. Yeah. Um and I really fancy doing it's that now. It's such a vibe. I think it would work really well playing on a big screen at the uh, like on mute in a nightclub somewhere because it's so beautifully shot That's and the lighting's true. so good and it's so sexy. Like, it's a brilliant film to have on in the background. It's a brilliant film mm. to sit and watch properly. Like, it's just such a vibe. Like, and I think I'm gonna like watch it more now that mm. I've like been reintroduced to it and like got to have that thirst for real. Yeah. <laughs> one of those films that I will just go to yeah. from time to time just if I want something it's easy. comforting yeah. yeah it's easy it's a nice yeah. easy watch which is considering its subject matter it, it shouldn't be but it no. is because it's so well directed and well structured and just like part bits and pieces strung together just following these people on their mm. journey like it's not trying to say anything huge or no like do anything it's just a nice fun movie and like that's exactly so and they did something different with vampires that mm. that hadn't been done 
at that time. Yeah. Um, and and it kickstarted a whole trend of like hot, sexy vampires. Because, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, and I definitely can't speak for like foreign cinema, but I imagine in the West, especially America and England, mm. you think what we probably had had, I don't think we'd even had um, Gary Oldman's Dracula yet. Um, so and vampires was... were f- literally just like Christopher Lee. But there was, when did, did you ever see Interview with the Vampire with Tom Cruise? I think that was the 90s. I think it might have been, yeah. I think it would have, it was like I did go and see that. 94 was Interview with the Vampire and that was sexy. So, so yeah. the Anne Rice books existed, so we did yeah. have sexy bisexual vampires, mm. but only in literature. They'd never crossed into film at that yeah. point, I don't and think. And like you say, it was Dracula, because there was a difference, wasn't there? There was mm. those that focused on Dracula. I loved that Gary Oldman film. Absolutely oh, love so that. Good. Oh, so great. He's phenomenal. So dramatic. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> but um but the idea of just a vampire, just yeah. that whole concept of vampires as a as a genre. Mm. I kind of love the Tom Cruise one. I, I oh really, my god. I've been meaning to watch that back for to, years. And what I love about it is like the Lost Boys really kickstarts up until that point it feels like vampire and i could be wrong but it feels like vampires had been very solitary things mm. there was only ever one vampire in a movie and like lots of people but like only ever one vampire whereas this is like he's like five vampires chilling out together like just homies like i love the idea of big friends um, when you think about the co- the concept of that his mi- how his mind worked going right well we're gonna sort of cross peter pan with dracula yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's okay. so clever. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Good. What happened to the Lost Boys? Well, they grew up to be vampires. Yeah. They ended up killing people in a yeah. town. <laughs> Gruesomely, <Great. laughs> like, like when he's biting into that man's head. Like, it's so yeah, horrific. Really, yeah, they're not going to... They're not... Yeah. But, they haven't, they, but they haven't been taught. <laughs> so they haven't... Yeah. Had, they haven't, they've never had boundaries. This is what happens when yeah. kids don't have boundaries. Yeah. You know? This is why we need a mother figure. <laughs> we need a mother figure. We need some kind of parenting yeah. that means they have boundaries. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll be ripping each other's heads off yeah. with their yeah. teeth. No table manners at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> Where was Max? Um, and then Interview with the Vampire obviously has the like relationship between Louis and Lestat, which is like oh, two yeah. men just trying to raise a young girl together throughout the centuries. Like it's brilliant. Gosh, Love I it. I really need to see that again. So good. I do remember Big fan. It. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like. There's loads of vampires in that movie as well. Mm. Um, whereas you look back at the Christopher Lee ones, there might be some female vampires, but like they never really count because yeah. they're always just like the star of their movies. I know. Um, but yeah. I wonder if they'd make a remake of The Lost Boys. Oh, they couldn't. It's so intrinsically it is, 80s. Yeah. It is very 80s. Like the whole vibe of it. You can't have mobile phones. You can't yeah. have the internet. You've got to have the leather jackets and the big 80s hair and the soundtrack mm. and the like. You've It's got to be 80s. You couldn't do a modern... You could It'd do a modern It would be amazing to do it 80s again. Mm. But the thing is, would it... But but this time... Would like, it resonate? Yeah, balance yeah. it out with, yeah, with some excellent female. female characters. Yeah. You know. And like, is it better that it's the lost boys that they are all? Because the line in Peter Pan where she's like, "Why are there no lost girls?" and he goes, "Girls are far too clever to fall out of their prams," and it's lovely and it's sweet and it's a little bit sexist and <laughs> a little bit patronising. A little yeah. bit patronising. Yeah. But then you know, if P- if I ever met Peter Pan, I don't think I'd like him. No. <laughs> 
He's a knob, isn't he? He's a total knob. He's so self-absorbed and childish. He's such a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. He's the worst. He, is. he really isn't a likeable character. He's not at all. At all. And Wendy is infatuated and well, it's Wendy, such a shame. I know, it is such a shame actually. But it's so good for her that she's able to break free from that and be like, well, I'm going home now. And so that's almost what you want from Star, where yeah. it's like, oh fuck, like I'm here but I don't want to be, so I'm going to walk away from it. Like, mm. why doesn't she think to, like, get rid of the main character, main vampire? Why doesn't she think yeah. to, like, stake them all? Why doesn't she... Like, she's just so... She spends most of the movie asleep, like... <laughs> she's just... It is... I know, that is yeah. a bit... That is a bit dull. Really Let's have her in... So, and they do put soft lighting on her. Mm-hmm. Very deliberately, because the yeah. lighting changes, because the lighting is that very raw, shadowy... Sort yeah. of picks out all of the all of the the black and the and the grime, like you say, in the yeah. in the creases of everything, mm-hmm. and you know all the shadows are there. And then there's a there's a I and remember she's that got there the, like, is a scene with her. And she's got the glow and yeah. the, the sort of the halo of the, yeah. the soft focus. And she doesn't need to be in soft focus. No, she doesn't. Christ, <laughs> you could. You know, I mean, you she's could, fine. She'd be absolutely fine yeah. in full HD. Yeah, sort of, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense, does it? No, and it's it, it, like, weird. That's the only thing that, looking back, it's a shame. But this is how films were made. Yeah, this absolutely. Is what we, this is what and we like, have. And would it, it be a different vibe if 50% of the Lost Boys were women? Like, yeah. if they were girls? I actually thought it would be better if the Frog Brothers were a brother and a sister. That would be cool. I always thought that. Yeah, I like thought a it sort would of be Hansel and Gretel vampire yeah. hunters And she was more... Thing. In a sort of a, you know... Maybe like in a Stranger Things, like an Eleven type character who's just a little bit... Yeah, sort of, a little yeah. bit haywire yeah. to, to cover the base of the, like, the Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club. You yeah. need the... So you, we've got the princess and we now need the basket case. And yeah. We don't have, and we've got the mum, but we don't have the basket case covered. Just, so, yeah. yeah, just like the... And total badass. Yeah, yeah. Like fearless. Like, fearless um, and fierce. Sigourney Weaver and Alien type yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah, cool. which only happened because they just happened to cast Sigourney Weaver. Like, they wrote Ripley as a man, but then they cast a woman. And for years I'd been saying, like, just do that. If it's so difficult for you to get female writers in the room and, and write female characters that are not shit, if that's so much like hard work, just write male characters and let a woman play them. And then she'll be like, I'm going to take out this line where you refer to my period because it's irrelevant yes. kind of thing. <laughs> um but yeah, like, yeah. But no, like, get women writers in the room. Absolutely. And better female characters. But yeah, beyond the female characters, like, this is a hot, sexy, sweaty movie, and I love it. So thank you so much. Oh, you're for welcome. For bringing it. Well, thanks um, for making me rewatch it. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a joy. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Anything that you're doing? Where can we find you? Oh, where, you can, where can you find... Well, I have nothing to plug at the moment, but watch this space. If you go to uh, at the Terrified Writer on Instagram, I always post stuff on there. Nice. I'm at <laughs> Anne Hurst on Twitter, nice. but I post on there less. Mm-hmm. Most of it's Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye!